0: You're now listening to Binge brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great, and I hope that you are excited, because today I'm going to answer your specific questions about urges. Today's episode is the continuation of the previous episode. So recently I've asked you to ask me all the questions you have about urges because obviously I created the previous episode for you, but there are some blind spots I had. There were some things that I forgot to mention. So it's great that you ask me those questions because now I can help you to better understand urges to binge. So we've got around like eight questions. So let's get started. The first question is, can I recover without learning how to dismiss urges? So my answer, very short answer is yes, but also I'm going to give you a longer answer, longer explanation. So in short, yes, you can uh, recover from binge eating without learning how to dismiss urges. There are many ways to recover. And many times I highlighted this fact that uh, there are many methods. There are many uh, approaches to binge eating recovery. And some of them, some of them don't require learning how to dismiss urges. So for example, people who are in, rec- in recovery from anorexia, usually they suffer from extreme hunger. They may have binging episodes, but mainly because their body is, is trying to repair itself. So they have higher energy needs. Actually, in people who suffer from anorexia, we observe hypermetabolism. So their metabolism is very fast because they have to utilize all the energy. Uh, they consume to just restore their basic body's functions. So in people with, who recover from anorexia, they might experience extreme hunger that might resemble binge eating, but this is some very often necessary because they need to gain weight to restore their weight. That's, that's one of the things that is very necessary so that they are in normal body weight. Of course, being weight-restored, doesn't mean that they are really mentally recovered from an eating disorder but this is one of them the cases when they have to allow those urges to binge because that food that they are consumed during binge eating this is the energy that they really need to for their body to function normally the second uh, example when it is sort of uh, allowed to react to urges to binge is when you suffer from hypothalamic amenorrhea. So this concept was first, I think, introduced by uh, Dr. Uh, Nicola Rinaldi and she wrote a book called No Period, Now What? A Guide to Regaining Your Cycles and Improving Your Fertility. So her method is called All In and It involves increasing calorie intake and decreasing exercise and stress in order to restore your regular menstrual cycle. Because in many people who don't eat enough, they are under a lot of stress, they are over exercising, they don't have enough energy to carry on with critical functions such as ovulation. So in this case... It is also recommended to just eat whatever you want to. And this is good approach also for people who struggle with very restrictive uh, mindset. So if you are the person who is stuck in binge restrict cycle, then maybe just letting go of food rules and allowing yourself to eat whatever you want, it might be a good idea when we are talking about uh, hypothalamic and I want to quickly remind you about my own uh, story uh, and I'm going to focus on on my experience with uh, with losing uh, period. So as you know, for a while when I was very uh, very lean and I was over exercising and probably my body was under a lot of stress, I also lost my period. I think for like uh, one and a half year, and I did a variation of going all in to restore my cycle, but I did it in the wrong way. Because I haven't sorted out my relationship with food. Uh, so in my case, it wasn't just about the energy balance. In my, in that moment, when I decided to go all in, I didn't really know much about all in. I didn't know the concept. I was also under a lot of stress because I was an exchange student abroad. So I abused food to deal with stress, loneliness and low self-esteem. I didn't have support. I didn't have this framework. That's why at the time when I went all in, it didn't work for me. But I believe that it can work for other people. Honestly, I have to admit that I even recommended it to some people. Well, actually, wait, (laughs) I didn't recommend it. Recommend is wrong word. I suggested considering that option to some of my clients. There is one more reason why I think going all in didn't work well for me. Probably because I was a permitter, not a restrictor. Now you may ask yourself, what is she talking about? Well, there's a book called Women, Food and God by uh, Janine Roth. In the book, she puts compulsive eaters into two categories, restrictors and permitters. So restrictors are people who believe in control. They want to control their food and environment. For restrictor, deprivation is something comforting because it provides sense of control. They limit their food intake to change their body size. But permitters find rules very oppressive and suffocating. So restrictors uh, like control, but permitters will binge to numb. And if you want to know more about this book, just grab it, get it on, on Amazon or something. And yeah, maybe in the future, I will also extrapolate uh, on this, um, on this interesting concept of restrictors and permitters. So personally, I was more of a permitter. And at the time, I felt a need to numb with food. So giving myself a permission to eat felt like giving myself a permission to binge. So I binged and binged and binged. And there is also the third case when you don't have to learn how to dismiss urges to recover from binge eating and that will be intuitive eating approach. So again, you are just giving yourself a permission to eat, you are letting go of food rules, you fight against your own food police in your own head. So... Partially, I would say that you need a skill of urge surfing, mainly when you have an urge to use food to change your emotional state. So when you, str- when you struggle with uh, emotional eating. So you can recover from binge eating without learning the skill of urge surfing. It all depends also on the root cause of your binging. So if it's more restrictive side, I would say that again, allowing yourself to eat would be a good idea and you don't have to learn to to dismiss every urge uh, because sometimes you just need to uh, to maybe gain some weight. Your, your body needs to get into its comfortable set point weight. But I also think that urge surfing is like a meta skill so you can also apply it to different areas of your life and I think that is just useful skill and and I would recommend learning it anyways, because you do have those urges daily. Maybe you want to check your email. Maybe you want to grab your, your phone. Maybe you want to watch Netflix uh, and so on. So I think that the this, this skill is still, um, still applicable to many other areas of your life. Let's do Spitfire round of questions. So one question is, where the urges are coming from? So the urges are coming from the thalamus. And the thalamus is a structure in the brain that uh, is in the area called limbic system. But in my uh, in my interpretation, I would say that it's a primitive brain. So, okay, I do have a background in neuroscience, but honestly, I don't think that right now we need all of those terms. So I just divide brain into rational brain and primitive brain just for our own convenience that we all know what are we talking about. So the urges come from your primitive brain. Another quick question is, why do we have urges? Well, we have urges because your brain wants to keep this habit alive because it believes that it's important for our survival. The third question from the short questions is, is the urge controlling us? And the quick answer is no, you are always in control. It's not like a knee-jerk reaction. No, you you control your voluntary movements. Let's skip to another question, which is, I can't control my urges. What do I do? They feel so uncomfortable. Well, I'm going to answer this question in a little bit different way because I'm not going to give you just, just the answer, but I will ask you some questions and I would love you to reflect on them because I think that... They will be just helpful for you to uh, understand that this discomfort is is necessary, and you can live through it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and please later reflect on them. First one: Would you binge when your house is on fire? Would you binge when there's a thief in your house? Would you stop in the middle of the binge? If you would hear the doorbell and the person who you love the most would show up at your door. What if urge would never go away? Just imagine that uh, usually the urges slightly go away when we start eating, but just consider what would happen if actually your urges would never go away. Another question. What if other people constantly feel those urges? but they learn to dismiss them. They just ignore them. So that ignoring them became this unconscious habit that they perform, just like, you know, walking. You perform it without even thinking about it. Of course, this question isn't very believable, but just considering, it gives you a new perspective, at least in my opinion. And the last set of questions. Can you treat your urge to binge just like people with OCD need to dismiss their urges. Could you replace word binge with wash your clean hands? Instead of saying, I have an urge to binge, try replacing it with, I have an urge to wash my clean hands. Is this swap of words make it easier for you to dismiss your urge? Remember, binging on extra food, is as ridiculous as checking 10 times whether you closed doors. The next question from my listener. And the question is, how many times do I have to resist the urge to rewire my brain? Well, honestly, I don't know. But first, I would like to correct you because you said how many times I have to resist the urge. And I would like to remind you that we are not like fighting urges here. We are not resisting them. We try to dismiss them. And there is a slight difference between resisting and dismissing, which I talked about in the previous episode. Uh, But okay, how many times? Maybe for you, it would be useful to take your bullet journal and uh, draw a table with 100 squares. And every time you dismiss an urge, you can color it. When you reach 100, meaning when you reach 100 colored squares... That means that you dismiss an urge 100 times. You are doing good. 100. Damn, 100 is a lot. Yes, but think about your past. So in the past, you binged a lot of times. Let's say that you binged 100 times. Probably you allowed the craving even more. Like, let's say that couple of thousand times. So you allowed the cravings so many times that it is really strongly strongly. A wired habit into your brain. But let's say that in the past you binged 100 times and binging is very rewarding. We have to remember about that. Binging is rewarding for our brain. However, dismissing urges is not. So probably rewiring your brain will take way more work. Let's say that maybe it's going to be twice as much times. So if Right now, in the past, you've binged 100 times. Maybe to rewire that brain, you will have to dismiss an urge 200 times. I know that's a lot. It's not easy, but it's totally worth it. Another question from the listener. And the question is, today my boyfriend goes out for the evening. I will be alone in the house and I'm afraid I will binge. Well, I already answered that question uh, to her in the direct message on Instagram, but I would love to bring that topic uh, also here. So if you are already afraid about what's going to happen in the evening, you already create a lot of stress in your body. So the anticipation of problems, of urges, it creates more stress. So you create right now the secondary feelings. So if you would have an urge, of course, that's a feeling, that's an uncomfortable feeling. But when you are stressing, panicking about urges, therefore you create secondary feelings. So you have feelings about feelings. So I would just recommend, please um, please approach this with curiosity. You can even make it a game. As I mentioned before about this table with uh, coloring squares, you can anticipate urges but you can make it a game you can make it rewarding for yourself you can see it as the opportunity for you to break the cycle opportunity for you to learn how to dismiss urges because right now when you are approaching it in this way you create a lot of stress and guess what food is a good stress reliever so by stressing during the day you make yourself more susceptible to to binging later because you will want to re- relieve that stress with food another question from my listener and the question goes like this holding of urges isn't it using up willpower okay so there's a difference so willpower is like holding beach ball under the water so you use a lot of muscle you have to use a lot of energy you struggle and at some point you just have to let go and the beach ball bursts right into your face but what i recommend is urge surfing so you literally just watch the beach ball how it um, is transported on the waves so it is surfing the waves so you are not using that much willpower you are not using energy you are not fighting with it to like hold it under the water you just allow it to float on the water and with time This beach ball will be uh, transported somewhere else. So the desire itself will just go away. Another question from the listener. How do I replace reward from food? Well, I'm going to be honest again. Like it is not easy because food is very rewarding and it's going to be hard for you to find something that matches that reward, could replace it with some drugs or something, but it's not going to be good for you. So what I would recommend is I would tell you to expand other areas of your life. Really try to find pleasure beyond food. Things that you accomplish in your life, they give you this dopamine burst. They give you pleasure. You feel good about yourself when you accomplish something. Don't wait to enjoy your life once you are recovered. Build your life right now. Do fantastic things like expand, expand your life so that letting go of binge eating will be just a matter of time because this will be a piece of a puzzle that won't fit anymore into your life because your life is going to be so rich in other things, in other pleasures uh, and other enjoying activities. But also maybe you ask about how to momentarily replace the reward from food. So if you want to break this binge eating cycle, at the end of the cycle, we have a reward. So after every behavior, there is a reward. That's that's what makes it a habit cycle. So if you would like to rewire your brain, you have to give yourself a reward for not performing this habit and performing habit of dismissing the urge. And inside my coaching program, we, for example, utilize the Urge jar, but you can also again do make those make that table when you color how many times you dismiss the urge, and that's very good because our brain really likes visuals, and in this way, you also get excited to feel your urges because you see it as the opportunity to rewire your brain. You give your reward system boost when you. Make it visible that you did something good and it is a reward. You can also just say to yourself in your mind something nice. It is also a small accomplishment that gives you a small reward. The last question from one of my listeners. And the question is Is there a time when you stop having urges to binge or is it always going to be about sitting with discomfort and waiting for the urge to go away? of course the urges go away. Yes, so many people who consider themselves recovered from binge eating will uh, will tell you that they no longer have urges to binge. So your system, your brain will slowly learn that you are not doing that habit anymore. Because guess what? Having urges, it consumes energy. It consumes a lot of energy because when you have those obsessive thoughts about bingeing therefore your body your your brain is consumed with those thoughts so you can't do anything else but once your brain notices that you don't reward those urges you will break this habit and your brain will just decide that hey I guess that we are no longer performing this habit your brain wants to wants to be efficient it wants to conserve energy so when it notices that that the urges are not rewarded, therefore the habit will be distinguished. And of course it doesn't mean that you won't ever have urges for extra food. So I think personally that those overwhelming urges, that very compulsive behavior, this will definitely go away, but it doesn't mean that your diet will be perfect. You won't be perfect. There will be times when you will have uh, cravings. Maybe there will be times when you will over it sometimes accidentally and sometimes consciously so this is what happened to me i don't feel those strong urges to binge but I do overeat from time to time. I do emotionally eat from time to time. But I do it in a way, way more conscious way. It's not like it's out-of-body experience that I feel like I cannot control myself. It's not the automated habit. It's something that I might in the moment decide that it would be nice to, add, to eat a little bit more of food. And that's okay because my intentions are in the right place and I don't see it as a problem. Again, we are all humans and... And that's totally normal. This is just normal part of our life. And about the urges and about urges going away, I want to tell you that recently I had that experience. So as you know, about like a month or two months ago, I went on a social media detox, which means that I didn't use, uh, for example, Instagram. But I do have that habit of reaching for phone whenever maybe I'm bored or I want to check something. So I had those urges to reach for phone and sometimes I was just surfing the urge like, okay, We are not touching phone, like there is nothing. But sometimes I would take my phone and I would just literally check apps uh, like weather. (laughs) That was ridiculous. My brain looked for some dopamine boost from my phone, but the apps were super boring. So this behavior wasn't rewarding for my brain anymore. I I mix it up, like sometimes I would take a phone, sometimes I would dismiss this urge and at the beginning that was very difficult, you know, I wanted to go on Instagram, I wanted to scroll, time passed and within a couple of days I no longer had that urge to grab my phone. So this was my experience, quite recent experience with dismissing urges and I think that the same happens with urges to binge, it just takes way more time. You can start seeing urges as a fire. So you have to just stop fueling your urges. What what is the fuel for an urge? That would be, for example, your words, sentences, your thoughts. Uh, Thoughts fuel desire for extra food. But about that, I'm going to talk about in the next episode, how our thoughts create our desire. But I want you to just understand that urge is like a fire. And when you stop fueling it it will be extinguished at some point because for brain it's not really efficient to keep uh, something um, something wired in the system that is no longer useful. Okay guys thank you so much for joining me today I hope that this was useful for you and if I didn't answer your question then probably I'm going to do it on Instagram stories or I'm going to message you uh, privately to answer your questions. And yes, thank you so much for joining me today. If you find this episode helpful, please share it with with other people. I'm pretty sure that other people also struggle with urges for extra food. They struggle with urges to binge, even though you may not not know about it. Like recently, I checked the statistics for people who suffer from eating disorders and binge eating, and it really looks like... Many people suffer. So in your even closest circle of people, you may have some friends that suffer from eating disorder, but they just won't admit it. But you, if you would be more open about your struggles, maybe if you would share uh, this podcast with them, it could help you and that could help also other people who are in your closest circle. Okay. Thank you so much again for, for listening to today and see you in the next episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.